0: Previously on the Skip and Josh Sports Show.
1: No, you have to win the championship. I'd rather win the championship, even if it meant losing the last regular season game. Because no one's going to remember. But you don't have to worry about resting your guys or anything like that, because you're not a real coach. I think if I was in Mark's position, I would rest my guys. (laughs) (laughs) I just rest
0: them. You're listening to the Skip and Josh Sports Show.
2: Skip, How's it going? Great, how are you? Great, I've had so many things that caught my eye this week to talk about. I have like a list of things.
1: That's good, because I don't
2: have many, so you might as well start with your list. You're usually the one that's kind of like prompting me a little bit with things that are on your mind. And this week I was like, I don't know, oh, that sounds good. Oh, and there's a bunch of things that caught my eye. And then the one thing I didn't want to talk about... All of a sudden, came up yesterday was the Habs game. <laughs> so I didn't,
1: I didn't get to see the game, but I did see the highlights. And um, I, I mean, I don't know how they uh, talked about it on RDS in Montreal, but on TSN they were saying that uh, Price was pissed off that he got pulled in in the middle of a period, and he gave like the death stare to to Tarian or somebody.
2: I don't. I saw the highlight. I saw that highlight. Well, first of all, I didn't watch the game because I was. I was I couldn't watch the first period, so I was gonna come in late and then it was already four nothing by the time I was gonna start watching, so I just gave up on it. The and Friday then,
1: night games are bad for the Habs.
2: Yeah. Well it's it is a bit weird the Friday night games. They don't play them that often and now they have a back to back, so but I mean I feel like he pulled him because look, they asked Terrier um what's gonna happen with the goalies and he said Price is playing on Friday and is playing on Saturday. Like he mm. he, he laid it out. And now, I now he's he took Price out and he's coming back with him again tonight against the Capitals. So, yeah, he said
1: that in the uh, post game. Yeah. Process.
2: So I think he was taking him out just to kind con- not to rest him, but just kind of reset. You know, knowing that he's going to come back with him the next day, mm-hmm. which smacks of complete desperation. You know, you're you're you know, thirty games into the season, and it's like, is every game really a must win? I don't know.
1: No, but it's interesting how he used a completely different strategy when it was Montoya that was getting shelled. And yeah. And that Price was starting the next day. Yeah. And he let Montoya just sit there and give up 10 goals.
2: Yeah. You know, there's that highlight going around that like you talked about of, like, Price staring down the bench and whatever. And then, of course, he didn't come out to talk to the media after the game, which, he, you know, he always does. I mean, he's very, very forthcoming. He's never, never running away from the press. The death stare thing is completely overblown here because everybody's all scared about, you know, another Patrick Watt situation. That's, you know, that's in the back of everybody's mind. Mm, that but didn't go so well. yeah, no, that didn't go so well at all. Knowing what we know about Price and since he's been in Montreal, this guy's really hard on himself. And I'm sure there's nobody more pissed off at the way he played yesterday than him. And he's, he feels that he let down the team, he let down himself, and he wants to do better. So, I mean, of course no one likes to get pulled so he got pulled he didn't like it right he wants to he, he wants to be in there stopping pucks he doesn't want to be sitting on the bench so i think it's completely overblown this whole video that's going around and MIM staring down the bench and you know hopefully they'll come back strong tonight but it's funny because exactly a week ago we said uh the Habs would have to win every game two to one to, to stay afloat right and and that hasn't happened no and then of course they came out and they won the first two games really easily the first game, really easily. second game, they scored 10 goals. And then they played a great game against the Bruins. Honestly, they played a great game against the Bru- Bruins. There's nothing to be ashamed of. They lost, you know. In, and they lost 2-1. You know, to one. Yeah, they lost in overtime, which is nothing right. to be ashamed of. You know, a 3-on-3 three three is not real hockey, right? I mean, it's like. It's fun to watch. It, it's great. It's super exciting. But, I mean, it's literally like it's all about execution, right? Because you get a 2-on-1, and if you don't score, they get a 2-on-1, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just back and forth, and it's trading chances. You know, who's going to capitalize? And they, they, they scored, and they deserved it. Full credit to the Bruins. So the game against the Bruins is the game they, the type of game they needed to play, and then of course yesterday they got blown out, but they haven't needed Carey Price to bail them out so far in these last four games, right? He, it's been a while since Pat Carey Price won them a game, you know, which everybody says is the only way they win. Mm. So we'll see what happens tonight against Ovechkin. You
1: know, it's always what well, it interesting. You know how um, a lot of people say that TSN stands for Toronto Sports Network because they talk about Toronto sports teams a lot more than any other team in the league or team in the country. It's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. So so what was interesting uh, on SportsCenter this morning when I was watching – the Raptors had a game last night, and you'd think they'd start with the Raptors, but the first game they did was the Canadians game against the Sharks. I was surprised to see that, and I think it had something to do with I'm the sure. fact the whole Carey Price getting pulled in the second period, whatever. If that didn't happen, I wonder if they would have led with the Raptors game. Just, it's just something I'm wondering about. You're, I have no...
2: you're, you're 100% right. I, TSN is like, you know, like every other news outlet or sports network. You know, they're, they're trying to get, get viewers, so whatever's, whatever's hot. Right. Whatever is Mm -hmm. the most sensational, that's usually what they're going to go with. And in this case, I guess that's what it was.
1: Funny to see that uh, after the Kings got blown out 10 nothing by Columbus a month ago. Yeah. They actually won a game ten one against (laughs) Colorado a week ago.
2: Crazy. They have a game coming up against Columbus. So it'll be interesting to see if Montoya gets back in that game or not.
1: Well, you know what? Columbus actually they're, is they're the hottest is like, team in the
2: league. Well, other than the Flyers. <laughs> they're mean,
1: overall in the entire league, they have the fourth best record in the league.
2: Yeah, they they look Columbus they, they've assembled a decent team, right? They made a bunch of moves to try to improve themselves, you know, Johansson and and like they they should be better than, than they are. I mean their coach is a complete idiot, but I agree. <laughs> I mean can't stand John Tortorella. I, I mean, but maybe something's getting through, right? Maybe something's getting through to the players, but which which t- could happen with a coach like that, right? He's he's going to be hard on them and he's going to be the idiot that he is and eventually maybe something clicks and they start playing like a team, but you know, like it's not sustainable. With coaches like that it's not sustainable. You can't you don't have a long life with your team because eventually the players are like, "This guy's a moron, we don't want to deal with him." Right. yeah I was gonna or say, the press like, will run you out of town although Columbus I guess it's not the same as like when he was in a bigger media market you know like where you like in the other cities where he's been like I think in Columbus he can kind of run the show a little bit in terms of the how the press covers
1: him. So. yeah, I was gonna say his shelf life you know, oh, it's, it's, it's if ridiculous. you when you when you yell at players and that might work for a season or maybe two uh, but it doesn't it doesn't last long term. So we'll see. I mean, they're, they're doing great right now, and this is the best season Columbus has ever had, I think, in, in, the, in their history, of, in their existence. Wow. They're tied, actually, with the Canadians with 42 points. Uh, they're only two points behind Pittsburgh, who's the best team in the league. But also, you know, it's, what, uh, 28, uh, 30 games into the season. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot can happen in the second half. Of course.
0: The Skip and Josh Sports Show. They don't take your calls.
2: You know how I do my best thinking usually in the shower. Mm-hmm. So I had some thoughts. <laughs> there's something. There's some numbers that crossed my that you know came to light, which is pretty crazy. That the amount of goals that Sidney Crosby has, right? Do you realize like he has 21 goals in 25 games?
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I, I saw something about it. This week where uh, somebody said he might get uh, 50 and 50.
2: Well, I mean, it's highly unlikely, but I mean, he's on a really torrid goal scoring pace right now, you know, and usually it's the opposite, right? He's got 21 goals and 12 assists. So he's, he's basically become a goal scorer instead of a playmaker, which is like the opposite for him. But I started to think of other stuff. I was starting to think of like, man, 21 goals in 25 games. How come I didn't notice that? How come it's kind of under the radar? Because all the talk in the NHL this year has been about, you know, Line A, uh, Matthews. Austin Matthews, Mitch and Marner, David Pasternak on the Bruins, right? Who's also on a crazy pace. But Crosby's played less games than all these guys. You know, Line a, everybody's talking about Line a and McDavid, right? lion has got, got 17 goals by 33 games, right? Crosby got 21 and 25. So mm. it's so funny because the beginning of the year, everybody was like ready to say, oh, Connor McDavid's the best offensive player in the league, forgetting that, how great Crosby is. And Crosby just basically came back from his injury, and he's like, no, I'm still the best. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm still the best. And until, you know, you dethrone me, like, I'm still the best. So I started to think about some kind of weird numbers in other sports that also were deceiving, right? So, I mean, I follow the NBA a lot more than you do. And the big talk this year is like Russell Westbrook, right? He's angry. Mm-hmm. He's mad at that Durant left and everything. And, you know, he's averaging a triple-double, right? Yeah. <laughs> 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. That's what he's averaging on the season, which is pretty crazy. Although there's a lot of talk about how he's kind of like going for the triple-doubles. Like he's he's intentionally grabbing rebounds whenever he can that he normally wouldn't. You know, Even though he claims
1: he doesn't care about
2: it, yeah, he claims he doesn't care about it. But I mean, there's no way in the back of his mind it has yes to, to no. I mean, so I was thinking about man, Russell Westbrook. But you know what? Just like everyone, uh, you know, kind of overlooked like some of the old guard. James Harden is having a ridiculous season. This is the guy that after last year was saying, "Well, he's a great scorer, but his team sucks, he's not a complete player, he doesn't play defense." Like there's so much people making fun of how he plays defense on the in- on the internet. There's internet memes about James Harden's defense. It's kind of a joke. But he's quietly averaging 27 points, 8 rebounds, and almost 12 assists a game. 11.8 so his numbers are basically just as good as Westbrook and actually his team the Houston Rockets which a lot of people kind of wrote off this year because they were so kind of pathetic last year and like they were so underwhelming they're 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 right up there in the Western Conference right now
1: well Houston made two significant changes in the offseason first of all they got Mike D'Antoni to be the head coach oh, yeah which is a gun right and they also got rid of Dwight Howard that's I'd, addition by subtraction right there.
2: Yeah, it's hundred percent addition by subtraction. But James Harden, I think, basically kind of looked at all the critics and said, you know what, I gotta be a more of a complete player. I've gotta help my team win. Forget about the fact that I'm gonna, you know, maybe lead the league in scoring or whatever. And so far, he's doing it. And then Houston is really like kind of like a a force to be reckoned with. And then I was thinking, what about other sports? What about numbers in other sports? So the number that every the numbers that everybody was talking about in baseball are the huge contracts that are going out to the relievers. So, for instance, like Araldis Chapman got five years, $86 million, and then Kenley Jansen, five years, $80 million, right? Mm-hmm. And we were mm-hmm. talking about if you're a smart team, you shouldn't be paying these, these contracts, right? Right. And it turns out we were proven right because we know who is a smart team, the Chicago Cubs. And what did the Chicago Cubs do? <laughs> they traded from strength Jorge Soler, an outfield prospect with a pretty high ceiling, but that they have tons of outfield prospects, and they traded him to the Royals for Wade Davis. And (laughs) Wade Davis is like the forgotten man in all the closers because he had a little bit of an injury-plagued season, but the first half of this year and the last two seasons before that, this guy is the most dominating closer in the league. Forget about Chapman and forget about whoever. This guy's unhittable. Right? He, I, I mean, I don't know. I had him in fantasy. He's like a staple on my fantasy team. I actually use him as a keeper. He's incredibly dominant. When he comes into the game, the game's over. you know. And he, even with his injuries last year, he still saved 27 out of 30 games. So the Cubs picked him up. He has one year left on his contract, and he's only making $10 million. <laughs> so, it's, so, It's so
1: funny how you say only $10 million. That's I know. It's still, still too much money I to yeah. me.
2: It's still too much money, but it's $70 million less than they have to pay if they would have had to resign Chapman.
1: I don't think I would not have given eighty million to Chapman oh. or to Jansen.
2: But like we were saying, on the, like we relievers. were saying, you you'll find the reliever. You'll find a reliever.
1: And 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 to sign them to such, you know, never mind the money, the term. Yeah. You know how it is with closers. You can be great one year and then you're off the map. No one ever hears about you again because you blow out your arm or who knows what happens. So to to give what what is it a five year deal to yeah. a closer? That's a lot. I mean, other than Mariano Rivera you don't, or like Dennis Eckersley and Dennis Eckersley didn't even have such big contracts because, you know, back then they don't have longevity. They don't. So, so I would never, I would never give, and I I mentioned this on our last episode, the Yankees, the Yankees aren't even good. (laughs) You you know, usually the last piece you add to your team when you're good is the closer because you just, you want to get over the hump, but the Yankees still have uh, spots in their batting order that who knows who, who's going to take those spots?
2: They're full of young players. The, Yankees, and are, are starting, Yankees, yeah, the Yankees are in like a rebuild in a way in that they're, they've are they got a young nucleus now and they want to see what they have, right? But they don't know if it's they're going to be good or not,
1: you know? I mean, they might be good in, in Chapman's fifth year on his contract.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're right.
1: But by then, he's not going to be as good as he was. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you heard yesterday... Um, you know how we've, heard, we've known about the Chapman signing for over a week now, but it's interesting. I wanted to mention I was on MLB.com this week, and it has all the transactions every single day. There's transactions. Uh, of course, there's a lot more of them in the offseason sometimes than there are during the regular season. And it has every little thing. You know, if a, if a team signs a player to a minor league deal, it's there. So there's all these guys you've never heard of. And it had all the signings, you know, um, the Mark Melanson signing and the Jorge Soler trade. Everything was there. The Aroldis Chapman signing did not show up on the transactions list until uh, two days ago. So I don't think he was officially signed until two days ago. Oh, well, that happens sometimes because
2: they say they agreed. They agreed to right. a contract and then... Right. They, so, yeah. like,
1: it was a done deal. I'm putting done deal in quotations. But um, but it wasn't actually a done deal until two days ago.
2: Sometimes there's physicals that they have to pass. Especially with him, I would want to pass, make him pass a physical. Not that he's been injured, but the way he throws, you know, like...
1: Right, and then and then so they had uh, you know one of those teleconference uh, press conferences. Those are so and exciting. <laughs> well, they asked him. They asked him about uh, how Joe Maddon used him in the playoffs, and he said he didn't like it actually. No, he doesn't uh, like. He, said, he, he doesn't like it. Well, no, I mean, uh, first of all, closers want to pitch the ninth inning only, but but he's right. Like he didn't need to pitch in Game Six when they had a seven-run lead. He didn't need to pitch that game, and then and then he did pitch parts of three innings, I think, in that game, if I recall. And then in Game 7, he was tired, and he said so. I mean, he didn't say it that day, but he said it two days ago on that conference call that he was tired when he came into Game 7.
2: I wonder if he, that factored into not wanting to resign with the Cubs. But forget about the money, all things being equal. I wonder if he was like, you know what, I don't know if I want to. This guy Joe Maddon's is too unpredictable. I don't like the way he used me.
1: Right? You know, everyone says Joe Madden's a genius, and he's done some good things in baseball. But I, I, I truly believe he was lucky yeah. to get away with what he did in the world series in every
2: sport lucky. in every sport the margin of victory for a championship sometimes is so thin there's so it's it's one play one lucky bounce one pitch one three you know one three point shot like just the margin of of winning and losing is so slight and yet no one gives ever credit to the runner-up you only remember the champion. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's so many teams that have made it to the final of their sport, and they're like, "Those are great teams, and they barely lost." And it's like, "Oh well, they never could get over the hump." You know, they never could. They, they never could win a championship. I mean, you know how close, like, you know how
1: close sometimes, the, like these things are. You know, it's well, just... I have a I have a perfect example for you. You recall the uh, Super Bowl with uh, Seattle and New England? Oh, where, for sure. Um, there's where, so many it,
2: Super Bowls.
1: Where, no, but the one where where Seattle lost, where they threw, they were like, yeah what was it, second and goal or third and goal from the two? Yeah. And uh, it was intercepted, and, and New England ended up winning that game. So, and, and they had arguably the best running back in the league at the time in Marshawn Lynch. The, the entire stadium, everyone watching on television thought, oh, you know, they're going to give the ball to Lynch and they're going to win the game. And they threw, and it was intercepted, and whatever. You know the rest. Well, fast forward to two days ago when uh, Seattle was playing against L.A. on Thursday Night Football, and there was a play during the game. It wasn't late in the game. Seattle won easily. But there was a play during the game where they were also, you know, first and goal, you know, yeah, or second and goal. I don't know what it was. And and they threw. And it wasn't – I don't know if it was intercepted or just as incomplete. Point being, they didn't get the touchdown. So Richard Sherman went up to um, – Pete Carroll. Uh, Pete Carroll, thank you. And said, don't be doing stuff like that. You know, we're on the goal line or we're close to the goal line. We're gonna run the ball. We're not gonna lose again mm-hmm. the same way we lost to the Patriots. I don't know. I don't know his exact words, but yeah. basically, Richard Sherman wasn't happy about it, and he let the coach know about it right, right on the spot. Well, Richard so I Sherman. That was
2: Richard Sherman is never afraid to tell anybody what he thinks. That's for sure. No, no he's not. <laughs> um, you know when that play happened in the Super Bowl? I was so happy. Not that i was I, so no, upset. Not that I'm a Patriots fan. I didn't care. I don't like Pete Carroll, and. For them to lose on a play like that was perfect because he's so arrogant and he thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else. And it's funny
1: you're describing Bill Belichick, who yes, I hate way yes. more.
2: But but the fact that they lost on that is like. Poetic justice. He thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else, and he just outthought himself and got himself into like this crazy situation, and he screwed up. And Joe Madden, like this is going back to Joe Madden. Joe Madden almost did the same thing, right? He he's so smart. Everyone thinks he's such a genius, but he basically outthunk himself, and he did all kinds of crazy moves with his pitching rotation, with his bullpen use, I should say. Let me tell you about that playoff run. Okay, I have to remember it properly. Exactly the playoff run you're talking about in the NFL. Mm. Okay, so. Seattle should have beat New England, right? Yeah. They should have beat New England. Okay. Now, Seattle should not have even been there because the Packers had Seattle beat by a country mile. It's it was a ridiculous comeback that they had no business doing. The Packers had that game won and only by the grace of like two miraculous plays Seattle managed to beat the Packers. So it's like the the margin of winning is so small, right? And you only remember, oh yeah, the Patriots won the Super Bowl.
1: That is all you remember. Well, and I mean, I
2: guess it's pretty memorable, that play with Mar- the non-play to Marshawn Lynch. I think we're going to remember that one forever. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And
1: just like the um, when St. Louis was in the uh, Super Bowl, what is it, 20 years ago or something, and they were stopped at yeah. the one? Yeah. I'll remember that one. Steve
2: McNair drove the ball right down and the last play of the game, you just couldn't get it in. Like He got tackled at the one-yard line. And then, you know what? The Rams always have their championship, and the Tennessee Titans will always, like, some people don't even remember how good they were, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the Patriots and speaking of coaches who think they're arrogant and think that they can do whatever they want, the, the Arizona Cardinals cut Michael Floyd because, you know, he was arrested for DUI, I think, on Monday, yeah. and he's had an awful season, and he's just not panning out. And then, sure enough, 24 hours later, the Patriots signed the guy. Because the Patriots think, oh, you know what? This guy's got talent. Yeah, he might have some problems, but we can fix him. We can make him into a star player.
2: But they've done it so many times.
1: They have. It's true. And so I'm I'm curious to see if, if, if this guy's going to turn his career around because now he's playing for Bill Belichick, yeah. or he's just going to be another schlub that ends up getting cut but you know know what from the Patriots point of view it's a
2: brilliant move right the guy's got loads of talent so what do they have to lose they're going to be like either he's going to get he's going to get in line and he's going to get with our program you know he's going to play the Patriots way or he's going to be we're going to get rid of him right so from their point of view they don't care and Michael Floyd I guess I don't know what he's thinking but
1: well he's just happy to be on a team I guess yeah a couple a couple days ago he was just uh in, in exile or purgatory or whatever you want to call it well
2: now he's their number one receiver in terms of talent
1: well i don't know he I, he's actually went on the trip with them this weekend um but they didn't say whether he's gonna play or not or start right. or whatever yeah which i mean that's another thing he was just arrested and it's possible that he could play this weekend how is that even possible
2: the nfl is so ridiculous with this they just don't care it there's no rhyme or reason to when a guy gets suspended and when a guy doesn't get suspended. And, and yeah. I know we've talked about this a million times. Like, the when when Roger Goodell started suspending guys before, you know, things were actually proven, mm. <laughs> just because, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, uh, this, you know, it's unbecoming or it's uh, disgracing the game or, you know, it's like it's, uh, I forget the name of the clause, you know, uh, conduct uh, that's not befitting. to the team. Yeah. As soon as he started suspending guys before, you know, they were, all the info was out, and, and I'm sure maybe he is guilty, who knows, but it's it's up to the, the legal system to to figure that out, right? It's not up to the NFL to police, you know, who's allowed to play and who's not allowed to play.
0: Hi there. Skip and Josh will be right back. To get in touch with them, you can send them an email to show at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter, at Skip and Josh, and you can visit their website at www.skipandjosh.com. And now, back to the show.
2: So you know what happened? What happened? Well, I needed a miracle to make the playoffs in fantasy football.
1: You did. You needed a lot of things to go right.
2: Yeah, and I almost did it. So I needed all these other two games to go my way and i needed to beat you and i needed to score more than 45 points against game than someone else mm-hmm. and i almost did it i think i think i got to within i think i scored 30 something more points than uh than jesse right yes so you, uh
1: you had 90 he had 64 oh i mean it so, was so close but also you needed um you needed Book to lose, and yeah. he destroyed uh, his son. Oh, God. <laughs> 130 to 26. <laughs> no. What? So he's, yeah, 130 to 26. Wow. Well, so that didn't happen.
2: But you, I beat you, and yet somehow you made
1: the playoffs. Well, you know, it, you did beat me, and I didn't have such a great game. I had a lot of points sitting on my bench that week, as I do every, every week. week. Yeah, me too. But funny enough, my 85 points that wasn't enough to beat you would have been enough to beat any team last week except for you and Book. So eighty-five is not so bad. Anyhow, I snuck into the playoffs because I had won the previous week and I had a tie earlier this year. Yeah. So I snuck into the playoffs even though my overall record's below five hundred. I end up finishing fourth, and now I have to play this week in the first round. I have to play Mark who, by the way, finally lost a game last week.
2: Yeah, I was going to say he's undefeated, but he, he, I guess like, he followed our advice and he rested his guys. Which Exactly. He, he rested his he guys. He lost
1: 71-70. to 70. Yeah. Um. So now I'm playing Margaris. I think games. it's
2: looking good for you. I think you can pull
1: it off. Well, because he had two guys on Thursday. And they only and got they only, 12 points. They yeah. only got 12 points. Yeah. I so, think you can pull it off. Um, I mean,
2: you, you're going to need some kind of someone to break out, right? And... Because like, he has so many threats, right? Between David Johnson, DeMarco Murray, Mariota, Cooper. like He has potential there for some guys to get like 25 points, right? Right, right. And your team, well, maybe it's going to be Tyreek Hill. This guy's on a crazy roll, right?
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like my team, certainly he has the upper hand, and and uh, he yeah. should he, he should be favored, and I he is. I don't know. I don't know. I, my I, guys, feeling, my uh... guys. Basically, I have to have like a career day from each of my guys yeah. in order to, in order to win. I, the one thing I like that I have is uh, I have two guys playing on Monday, so I know. Um, and I
2: noticed that you went with the Redskins. You're you're going heavy on the Redskins. Well,
1: I, I've been. I, it's not like I have much of a choice. I don't really like the Redskins, but. I don't have many running back options, so I have to use Robert Kelly. Rob. And I don't have, I mean, I do have a lot of wide receivers, but I don't want to use um, Terrell Pryor Sr. because he's on Cleveland. Yeah. I, I don't want to use Richard Matthews because he's playing against Kansas City. Yeah. I didn't want to use Kenny Britt because he, he's playing against Seattle. It's
2: so just like everybody else, you overthink it. I do the same thing. You're trying to analyze it, you're trying to put your team in the best position to win. You're looking at the matchups, you're looking at who they're playing. And in the end, you're going to have guys on your bench that are going to have points, right?
1: Right. Well, so, but that's why I'm using. I know. Using James but, e- but even
2: with all this an- analysis and who they're playing and the matchups, you don't know what's going to happen. It's...
1: No, I know. But
2: what we've proven, what we've proven in uh, the last uh, ten episodes of this podcast, and we've talked about fantasy football almost on every one, is that uh, it's a complete
0: crapshoot. <laughs>
1: totally yeah totally but you know what you're 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 saying i'm using two redskins i actually had two other redskins on my roster that i cut i had their um i had vernon davis and yeah. i had um oh, kirk vernon, cousins vernon and kirk davis, cousins, kirk cousins is actually having a good season very good but i didn't want to use four redskins because if they have a bad game i'm toast yeah, kirk cousins is
2: having a really good year
1: so anyway i'm going with andrew luck because he's the guy i've gone with all season long even though they're playing against minnesota yeah so, you'd think, oh, you don't want to use a guy against Minnesota. They have a good D, but whatever. I'm going with luck, and that's that. We'll see what happens. Okay.
0: Check out the Skip and Josh Sports Show on Twitter. You know that little app with the little blue tweety bird? Yeah. You can follow them there at Skip and Josh.
2: I don't know what happened to Pick Skin Pick'em. I don't know. We, we didn't, you got. One I actually, more I had game my best me. week ever in picks. Yeah.
1: I had 10 games correct. Yeah, you had nine. I had nine. Which, which is, which is your best crazy. week also. Yeah. So we're both getting smarter, although we both got the Thursday game wrong. Well, I mean, Seattle it was 14, 14 and a half points. Points. Yeah. I mean, I thought they'd win for sure, but by 14 and a half? You had to go for it. And think about
2: it. You know, the there's it's just one play in the game, right? If the Rams can get the ball in the end zone one time, then it's 24 to 10, and then add the 14.5, and then they, they cover, right? Right, right. So... We weren't that far off, but you can't, you can't like not take 14.5, right? So who did you take in the
1: 49ers Falcons? Well, so I actually, in that game, I took the Falcons because that's 13 and a half, which is much different than 14 and a half, 14 and a half. You need two touchdowns and another point. Yeah. 13 and a half. You only need, you actually need less than two touchdowns and that game's in Atlanta. Yeah, and the Niners are awful. I mean, true, the Rams are awful, but I think the Niners are worse. I'm changing my pick right now. Don't change it just because what I said. I am. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, uh, but that's usually the kiss of the. I took the change.
2: 49ers, but there's I'm, I'm changing it to the Falcons. I I agree with what you're saying. The the 13 and a half is different than the 14.
1: Now this this may change your mind. I heard that Julio Jones is not playing in this mm, game. It doesn't matter. The 49ers are one and 12. I was offered free tickets to the uh, Buffalo Bills Cleveland Browns game this weekend.
2: Yeah, I guess they're giving away tickets.
1: Well, I, I just I had to turn them down because, well, a the weather's awful and I don't want to sit in the snow for three hours. Yeah. B, I don't really want to make that drive there and back. Yeah. Um, and you know, if the Bills were playing a good team like I don't know the the Raiders or the Cowboys or something like that, a team that I want to see, then I might have gone. But I think the Browns are going to get their first win of the year. You think so? I don't think so.
2: I think they're gonna get their first win and, and they're gonna fire um they are gonna fire Rex Ryan right after the game.
1: Well, I was surprised that Jeff Fisher got fired. I mean, with only three games left in the season, why not just let him finish the season? What's what's the what's the difference? You're gonna put in a new coach, even if he wins all three, it doesn't matter. I think it was
2: more it was more like look, they're they're they just moved to Los Angeles, right? They're trying to gain the fans trust. They're trying to like build a fan base, although I mean there is one already, but they're trying to get their fans on board, and after the, they lost to the Falcons like forty-five to something, right? Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and in fact, I think that game was forty-two nothing at one point. Yeah. So I think they're just trying the to make a statement scored. to
2: their fans, saying, "Look, we're we're serious about this team, and we're we're not taking you for granted, and we're, we're going to make changes."
1: I I don't disagree with you. It's just you know three games left. Just let him finish the season. Especially they had just announced a week earlier that he had a contract extension. I
2: I. I researched that because I was like, "What do you mean? They just resigned him? Now they fired him? The, 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 it was deceiving, right? Because they announced that they resigned him, but he had already resigned in the office. It was like in the yeah. preseason is when he re he resigned. They just didn't announce they just it until about which ten is days ago. Super weird, right? I don't yeah. get that. So, I mean, the big game, I guess, is Denver New England. New England right. is a road favorite, which is a little bit rare. Um, but I, I think guess New England
1: is always favored no matter who they're
2: playing. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no matter where the game is, no matter who it's they're true. playing, I think New England's
2: always favored. Denver's defense is good, but uh, I guess we'll see. And then Tampa-Dallas is an interesting game because Tampa's the hottest team in the league right now.
1: I've, I'm taking Dallas, even though they're favored by 7.5.
2: I took Tampa. I don't like the way Dallas is playing. They've been really lucky, and I think the Giants kind of exposed them a little into sort of how to stop them. The, the Cowboys can't com- convert a third down, right? They, Everyone's
1: talking about uh, we might get to see Tony Romo in this game if um, if yeah. Dak Prescott has a bad first half. I think everybody's not wrong. I think
2: uh, I think they're they're close to bringing in Romo. I mean, Prescott's been on a big run, but they, what's been shown in the last few games is that he's he's not a regular. He's not a great quarterback. He's a great athlete. He's, he's aware. He makes good decisions, but they they. When they really need, if they're in third and long, he's not good. You know, they're not going to make plays.
1: So Dallas is the Sunday night game again this week, and it looks like they're going to be the Sunday night game every Sunday for the rest of the season now. Really? I mean, it's two weeks in a row, and I don't know if that was original. I don't think that was originally scheduled that way.
2: No, they flex them, sure.
1: So um, and everyone wants to see Dallas, and they're doing well, so they're the Sunday night game this week. By the way, you know there's a game tonight in the NFL. What? Miami Dolphins at New York Jets is tonight.
2: Saturday? That's yeah. so weird. Why are they doing that?
1: They do that around the holiday time, around oh, the holiday no, around season, the holiday time. They yeah, do yeah. play a lot of Saturday games. In fact, I think next week um, they might be all Saturday games.
2: Yeah, well, no, because then we're going to get into the holiday and there's falling on the, the holidays are falling on the weekend. So, yeah. But the Dolphins-Jets, I mean, oh, God, the Jets are so
1: bad. The Dolphins don't have Tannehill, so... I know, but the Jets... and and it's and it's snowing in New York right now. So will you know can the Dolphins play in the snow?
2: I don't know. They have a good running game. I mean, you think they're a warm weather team because they're in Miami, but I mean, the the style of their game is to gra- to pound it right. So, with a job. The Truth is, every player,
1: back. every player in the league, pretty much comes from a warm climate. Um, a a lot. Mean, whether of them, you play they're... on Miami or or Green Bay or yeah. New England or whatever team you play on, most oh. of these players. They played in Florida when they were in high school. Florida, or California, they, or Texas. Or they played in California or something, yeah. you know, or Texas. Yeah. You know, most of these guys don't come from like, yeah. I don't know, Cleveland or Pittsburgh. No, no, they don't. <laughs> Some of them do, but most of them don't. Yeah, you're right.
2: So it should be an interesting week in the NFL. I'm looking yeah. forward to it.
0: The Skip and Josh Sports Show is back.
2: I know you have uh, what bugs me, and, I, and we're going to get to that in a sec but i wanted to talk to you about a non-sports related thing okay so you know my kids are like most um teenagers and that they don't really watch a lot of tv but they watch youtube right yeah so um, my daughter mentioned to me that uh like and on youtube there's a lot of commercials right there's the same commercials that come on the same ads that come on a lot of time before the videos play so mm-hmm. my daughter said hey you should mention this to josh Nestea has these ads, <laughs> and now we're gonna just like enlighten the listeners a little bit. You are a big fan of Nestea.
1: I love Nestea. It's like I, I drink I drink a can a day. A can a day. So there you go. A can a day keeps the doctor away.
2: Well, <laughs> I think most doctors would disagree with that if you looked at the ingredients in Nestea, which is mostly water and sugar. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, my kids drink a lot of it too. But uh, so now they have this ad campaign, Nesty, and I wanted to know if you were aware a bit aware of it. It's enjoy hot or cold. Looking for something new? Pour into a mug, heat and enjoy. Try our new delicious winter recipes. Have you heard about this?
1: I, I this is the 1st time I'm hearing of it. I'm going to have to Google it later.
2: I tore it off the box I, of the case. So that's what. Oh, I'm it's reading. it's
1: oh, it's on the box.
2: Yeah, it's on the box. Okay. So. <laughs> Apparently, and then I saw the recipes inside. The recipes are like these weird winter recipes, like with a cinnamon stick or like uh, kind of like cider style recipes, you know, winter warming you up things. But like, would you ever pour a can of, ice, of iced tea into a glass and stick it in the
1: microwave? No, I wouldn't. It's I ridiculous. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. I it's wouldn't. ridiculous. Because I couldn't believe it. I don't, think it, would, I don't it. think it would taste good. But also, I have to tell you, I don't like hot beverages of any kind, even if it's a beverage that I love. Yeah. Like, I don't drink coffee, um, and, I, and I used to drink tea. I used to drink hot tea. Because if you want hot tea, you would make hot
2: tea. You wouldn't make iced tea and put it in the microwave.
1: Correct. I would not. Imagine
2: even worse. You put pour a can of iced tea into, like, a pot and warm it on the stove.
1: I'm sure people have done that. That's mental. These are <laughs> mental people. I'm sure they've
2: done it. You have to see the commercial. So, Selena, she was trying to show me the commercial, right? We're trying to find it, but it wasn't coming up. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll just Google it, right? So the only ad I was able to find for it, and she's like, it's a commercial, and the woman is drinking the iced tea, and it's in front of a fireplace, and this whole thing. And I found the exact ad. We found the exact ad she's talking about, except it's in Hungarian. Oh, great. I didn't even know the language, so I had to like copy and paste the text underneath the ad in the in the in the YouTube uh, page and put it in like Google Translate to see what language it was. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. Yeah, a lo- um, hey, we spare no effort on this show, right? <laughs> so, so I was only able to find this ad in Hungarian. So I think I will post the the YouTube link on our website so people can see it because it's really actually. I mean, the whole concept is ridiculous to start with, right? Put your put your iced tea in a in a in a mug, put it in the microwave, and stick a cinnamon stick and nutmeg, and you know they're making all these like holiday recipes out of it. Oh god, but the, the, the commercial in Hungarian is just
1: amazing. I just did a I just did a search on YouTube for Tea commercial, and like three of the first six commercials, you know, it says the person who posted them. Yeah. It says Nestle Philippines
2: telling you i had a lot of trouble i typed in like nestle hot i was trying to search for it and i really had trouble really trouble finding it and that's why like i actually resorted to like going to the box of nest tea because i saw it on there and i tore it off so i maybe i'll take a picture and i'll also post that on the website the whole thing is ridiculous hot iced tea
1: well i don't i like i said i don't drink hot beverages i don't like uh eating hot soup yeah um so 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 remember
2: the girl you met at the grocery store that was a big iced tea fan yeah, I do. Yeah, I wonder if she knows about this.
1: Well, I, I might, uh, if I still have her contact info, maybe I'll tell her I think her she
2: liked it. our Facebook page, so maybe we'll send her a message. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
2: <laughs> All right, so what do you got that's bugging you?
1: You're kidding me! Boy, are you bugging me, man! I'm going to, when I get, I'm going to nail ooh, ooh, it. I'm, I'm getting bugged now. Whoa, man! Okay, what's bugging me? I'll just tell you, and then I'll explain it after. What bugs me are soccer players and soccer fans.
2: Oh come on! I'm a soccer fan.
1: I know, but listen to this, and I've mentioned this before. About less than a week ago, the uh, TFC had their end of season um, press conference. You know, right. just to talk about everything. Yeah. And your buddy there, number ten on on TFC.
2: Giovinco. He's not my buddy.
1: Whatever. Yeah. He uh, he said not even in English because I no. Can't everything speak was English. through a translator. I saw right. it. Right. He said that. Um, that the only difference between this season and last season is that we had to share our field with a football team and the pitch was in poor quality, and that's why I got injured, and that's why we lost. Really? Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I, I, the, but he... Those weren't, yeah. But basically, he was blaming the fact that they're sharing a field with a football team, and, and and that's why the season wasn't as good. Well, then he, well, should,
2: well, then he should be mad at own, his own owners.
1: That's fine. Well, he can be mad at whoever he wants to be, mad at but it's interesting he's saying that the season wasn't as good but this season they made it to the finals and the season before they didn't so i'm not sure how he defines better success yeah yeah exactly Maybe
2: it's his stats or he's just mad that he had to come out of the last game
1: right whatever so so that frustrates me um that all these soccer players they're like so you know they're, they're like delicate geniuses oh the grass has to be perfect and this and that i mean come on give me a break i love these people you can't ask them questions they're so mentally gifted that we mustn't disturb the delicate genius unless it's in the confines of an office. When huge sums of money are involved, then the delicate genius
0: can be disturbed.
1: And I've heard I've heard soccer players in the past I think when the um, the women's World Cup was in uh, Moncton, New Brunswick, no, a few years ago, the women's World and,
2: Cup they had a point, point and lot they of had cases. to play
1: on artificial turf rather yeah. than natural grass. Yeah. The thing is, every team had to play on artificial turf, but, but for so the it's, women, it's it's the same for both teams. It is
2: the same for both teams. It is the same for both teams. But what the women were complaining about, and the, and what the women were were right to complain about, was that there was there's no other FIFA um, sanctioned event. That would be allowed to play on those fields.
1: I don't know. What's wrong with artificial surface? There you know, were, there's no, there's no don't, divots. There's no. I'm, I'm there's no. Sure. Uh, but they were. They brass. were complaining
2: that, you know, they should be treated equally. And then it, just because it's the women and maybe it's not bringing as much money that, you know, they shouldn't just pawn them off onto whatever fields. Right. They felt it was substandard.
1: Anyway, but I'm not done. About a year and a half ago, when it was announced that uh, the Argonauts were going to move into BMO Field and share the stadium with with TFC, I happen to know some, some fans who are TFC season ticket holders.
2: Whoa, hardcore.
1: Right. And so the first thing they said to me when they heard about the Argos is like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to share our stadium with a stupid football team. I mean seriously you're that arrogant they build this stadium in in Toronto BMO field and you expect it to be used only for soccer what do they have maybe 20 home games a year out of 365 days you're only going to use it 20 times is that what you actually think is going to happen you should have to share the stadium with a football team or, or any other sport that can play in that type of a stadium but again it's the owner's decision right Yes, you don't so like it, were...
2: complain to your... I mean, the owners made a decision, a financial one, to share the field, right?
1: Anyway, that's what bugs me today.
2: It's a big thing. I like it. I thought Giovinco's press conference was hysterical because he's just sitting there <laughs> and he literally can't speak a word of English or how maybe you, he wasn't comfortable. I, how do you not... I well, mean... Look, he's Italian. He comes from Italy. He's, been, he's only been in Canada no, but they, for they, a couple A lot of, of people
1: years. speak English in Italy. I know.
2: I, I was there. Many, many. I was there this summer. I was in yeah. Rome. And actually, you know what? I was surprised because I've been to a lot of European cities. And in most cities, you can get into a taxi and they'll know enough to, like, take you where you want to go. But Rome, I got some taxi drivers that were, like, uh, Italian only. Like, it was hardcore, you know? But these guys are, like, you know, 80-year-old guys driving. I'm surprised mm. they even had a license sometimes. <laughs> 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 some 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 serious stuff going on. And they all have these tiny little cars, right? Because the roads are so narrow. Right. Unbelievable.
1: Before we end the show Oh more stuff. actually I should have mentioned this at the top of the show. We haven't mentioned it, I think, since our first episode. Yeah. The reason we do this show And what this show is about, it's a sports show, but it's not really a regular sports show. It's a show about how sports affects us. Right. So you're probably not going to hear us talk about your favorite team or your favorite sport, possibly. We're going to talk about our favorite teams and our favorite sports and our favorite players because it's our show. If you want to hear about your favorite stuff, you can have your own show. So just wanted to remind the listeners who may not have tuned in for the first 10 episodes what the show is about and why we do it. Can you believe this is gonna be our twelfth episode? I, I'm actually surprised that we've made it to twelve so quickly.
2: <laughs> it's so true. So just to remind everybody, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and give us positive reviews. The email address is on the website. You know, send us an email, send us a comment on Facebook, a tweet. We'd love to we'd love to answer your questions, you know. Every time someone's commenting we're always um, we're always going to answer you
1: yes and if we uh, ever make mistakes on the show please correct us and we'll uh we'll we'll give you a shout out on the next episode
2: absolutely all right
1: all right thanks skip
2: all right i'll talk to you next week great all right
0: the skip and josh sports show is over now don't worry there'll be another episode soon